Hey, mamas. Welcome back. We have a special guest on today. Hi, guys. I'm Natalie, and I have an eight-month-old named Eliana. Hi, Hi Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) Natalie came on today to share her NICU experience. So, Natalie, how far along were you when you found out you were going to have Eliana? I was seven months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Seven months. So what is that, 30 weeks? 30 weeks? 30 weeks. Oh, wow. 30, 31 weeks, yeah. And did you know, like, right then and there, were you at a checkup? So it just started, I think it took place, like, for a whole week, pretty much. Mm. So I was just at work, and then I went to go to my, you know, regular checkups and stuff. And just with being a hairstylist, I'm moving around. I'm not thinking or like feeling, oh, is she moving in there? How's she doing? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, stuff like that. So then I was like, okay, cool. So we're just going to the doctors to see if everything's okay. George is my daughter's father. He was with me and my actual OB wasn't there. It was somebody else for the day. And I was like, well, I'm not really sure if I'm just not feeling her move. Like, I don't know if I'm just not paying attention, but Mm -hmm. I haven't been feeling her move as much as usual. And I just want to make sure everything's okay. So then they ended up taking me to another room and they were kind of like monitoring me and it looked like her heart kind of was dropping a little bit. And I'm such an overthinker. So Mm -hmm. I was like, is everything okay? And the doctor was just like, I would probably go to the hospital for like just further monitoring Mm -hmm. it's up to you I was like it's up to me like what do you mean yeah (laughs) do I go or do I not go (laughs) and I'm so thankful George was there because he's like the type of person that knows exactly how I am and how to calm me down because I'm just like freaking out (laughs) you know so we go to the hospital I had her in Kyle and we were just like okay like what's going on and like we're thinking we're gonna go home Mm -hmm. after that and they were like oh just kidding you're gonna have to stay here for the weekend so I'm like okay great you know like this sucks you know but they just wanted to make sure everything was okay Mm -hmm. um but I think my blood pressure was really high. And then they were saying that I had possible like preeclampsia or something like that. And I was like, what's that? Like I've been healthy my entire life, like nothing, you know? And so they were like, well, we're going to check that and you know, this and that. And I guess like George didn't want to tell me, but my heart rate was like like 200. So it was like, it was a lot. Cause I was just like freaking out. And I'm like, well, what's going on? Like no one's telling me anything. And then some doctors came in and just were like telling me like things that I was just like this. This is not like... I'm not comfortable Mm -hmm. listening to like what's Uh going on like I want to know what the real deal is anyway that happened they released me I think Sunday this was the week the first week of November end of October Mm -hmm. yeah a little bit after Halloween so they released me that following weekend I actually was going to have my baby shower so we were like okay I guess we're going to be able to have the baby shower so George was like let's like Monday comes he's like let's go get your nails done for the baby shower and I was like okay great then the next day on Tuesday I have an appointment again with my actual OB and they're doing the same thing I get a ultrasound done and everything you can see her that was actually the last ultrasound I had (laughs) of her and they're monitoring me and then I don't know what you call those ladies that do the ultrasound but the ultrasound tech yeah yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) so she was like I'm gonna see if you're good to like go because we had plans we had plans that day and I was like okay maybe this is like we're good and you know whatever Mm -hmm. and so then I hear my OB she's like she needs to go to the hospital and she needs to go to the hospital now oh my gosh and I'm like freaking out freaking out (laughs) like you know so we're freaking out I obviously like people think that I probably did my makeup when I had her but (laughs) it's not true 
I already had my makeup done because I thought I was going to go about my day. Yeah. And nails done, everything. So I was You set. were ready. I was ready for birth. <laughs> but so then we're just there and they're like, yeah, you're probably going to have to be here for four hours. And I'm just like, you guys are not telling me what is, what is going, going on. on. Yeah. Like, just be straight up and tell mm-hmm. me because like, you know, like they're still monitoring my heart rate and everything. And yeah, it's spiked up to mm-hmm. like 200 again. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you expect when you're not telling me anything? Yeah. Yeah. And George was like, all right, like we need the actual answers. Like mm-hmm. we need to know. And they were just telling me like the doctor comes in. He's like, so we have a couple options here of what, what can happen. We're either going to try to send you to Maine to have her. Mm-hmm. And so you guys could be together. Um, where you're going to have to stay here until your due date. Your actual due date was going to be January 11, I believe. Or like at least pull through to like, I don't know, 37 weeks. Or we might have her today. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I did not have time to process anything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking like, well, is she going to be okay? Like, am I going to be okay? Are we both going to be okay? I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> like the first thing is like, I just want to make sure she's good. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if it's me over, like I'd rather go mm-hmm. and her be here with her dad. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's what was going through my head because I was like, no one's giving me answers. Yeah. And George is trying to calm me down. And he was like, it's going to be okay. I didn't have time to really process. I had to like snap out of it and be like, okay, God, mm-hmm. you got us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was my mindset. And how do you just immediately like, you know, no, flip hard. the switch. Yeah. yeah. I flipped the switch and I was like, George, here's my phone. Contact my parents. I didn't have time to, like, anything. Everything Mm -hmm. was going, like, moving quick. And it was crazy. Like, it was just a scary moment. It was very traumatic. I didn't plan on a Mm C-section, but it ended up happening Mm because it had to be an emergency. And I was like, at this point, like, it is what it is, Mm -hmm. you know? And we go into delivery area room or surgery, whatever, and George is freaking out, you know? Like, he's crying. And then they finally let him in. And it's just, like, it's so crazy, like, how you feel when you you have a c-section like mm-hmm. everything is numb you feel nothing and immediately like you hear her crying the second she's out the womb eyes wide open that's what george told me and she's tiny yeah two pounds two oh, ounces goodness. yeah super super tiny yeah it was crazy and did they tell you right away she's going to the NICU yeah or? they were like so for one we had to be separated as mm-hmm. well she had to go to maine and then i had to stay in the hospital in kyle in the so maine it's on 30 the main seaton yeah oh okay okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah she immediately had to go there and then I just remember like being back in the room like once everything was done and everything they brought her in the incubator already so then immediately George was like okay I'm following them like mm-hmm. immediately making sure everything oh, was like good. good yeah it was crazy so did you have to stay in the hospital by yourself for a couple of days or my parents were able to be there with me George I think we stayed there maybe three nights mm-hmm. I want to say two nights three days something like that George went to go see her to two times in the day. At the NICU, so he was like driving from Kyle to downtown two times a day, and my mom and dad were there with me. Obviously, everybody was freaking out because mm-hmm. it's like you have like this vision in your head of how you want things to go, yeah, and it ends up never going that way, never, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like you know, and like I think that's the funny part about it is George was in the room with me, and obviously, like you see everything that's going on when they're taking the baby out, mm-hmm. and he saw everything, yeah, and he was like, I've never felt as close. To you know? and I was like at this point like I was like we can just see that as a funny part of yes. the situation yeah. <laughs> you know but other than that yeah that's 
That's good. Yeah. And how was your experience when you left, but she was still there? So I truthfully was very nervous that I was not going to connect with her because, you know, like typically they immediately give you the baby, yes. like yes. whether it's natural or C-section. And I didn't get to do that. I just kind of like kissed her quickly before they took her. And then I just didn't have time to process anything yeah. until probably the next day. Mm-hmm. And so then the nurses are like, you can start pumping now, like whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay, like I guess. Like I just yeah. I didn't know what to like. I was just so like out of it, mm-hmm. especially with everything that they gave you, like, you know, the drugs and everything. I'm just like, I don't even know what wow. I'm doing. I'm like, did this just really happen? Mm-hmm. You know? And then I was nervous that I wasn't going to connect with her because I didn't have that immediate bond like yeah. wait skin to skin type of thing so then the day or the night I got released I told George I said I want to go to the NICU mm-hmm. to see her like mm-hmm. immediately because like I wasn't able to see her so we went and the good thing is they're open 24 hours for parent so I was like okay I'm nervous and then I just like started crying like the minute we got in there because mm-hmm. I was able to at least like put my finger mm-hmm. in the little incubator yeah. and I was like oh my gosh but to see how small she was was crazy to me mm-hmm. I was like this mm-hmm. is insane no it is i i'm so sure i can only imagine seeing a tiny baby but your tiny baby mm-hmm. like that's a lot oh my gosh yeah how long was she in the NICU for she was there for the two months like 62 days so did you go every day and visit every single day george was there when he could go mm-hmm because of work Mm -hmm. same thing with my mom and I was there every single day I never missed a day that was so important to me I'm Mm -hmm. gonna cry again (laughs) (laughs) it was so important to me because I'm like I'm here yeah Mm -hmm. I'm here every single day with you like It was just a very emotional time for me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that I look strong, put a Mm -hmm. strong face, looks like I'm doing X, Y, and Z, but it definitely took a toll on me. But I said no. I told myself since the very beginning, I refuse to go through postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to stay strong. I'm going to cry it out. I'm going to feel what I need to feel and wipe those tears away and do what I need to do. And I think that's the most important thing. I say this just to any mom out there, like it's okay to to feel what you need to feel because if you don't let yourself feel what you need to feel it's gonna eat you up alive and it's not an easy task you know no. and it, then you need to be stronger for your baby yeah because you want your baby to get stronger so you give off that vibe mm-hmm. and so you just had to yeah you didn't have a choice i didn't have a and choice. i'm so glad that you did yeah because i can only imagine like you a mess you know yeah. it just wouldn't and it was it was hard um in the beginning having to leave her every single day like I just left crying and you know George was just like it's okay like we're gonna get through this you know and I just did everything that I could to make it feel comfortable Mm -hmm. you know like I would play lullabies Mm -hmm. I would read to her like I took some blankets sometimes it was tough but I almost like because mom guilt is real I told my mom I was like I don't know like people want to do things with me but I don't know if I should and my mom was like no 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 it's okay Mm -hmm. like here's how you should do it friends want to do brunch go to brunch then go see her they want to do dinner go see her then go to dinner she's like still try to incorporate your normal routine yeah and I was like okay you're right and it's just like I like working out I'm gonna work out Mm -hmm. I worked out every single day before going to the NICU it it was a lot but it's crazy to see how far she's come she was just ready to come out into this world she was fine yeah like she didn't have any serious problems or anything like that just a feeding tube because you know she was smaller but Mm -hmm. little things 
things that were, you know, in the moment, yeah, they felt serious. I was like, wait, yeah. you know, because you freak out about it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, she was just kind of thriving on her own. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> How was it breastfeeding? I know you said you were breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Was it harder since she wasn't with you? I would go every single day at five when they gave me the green light of like, okay, you can start breastfeeding. She latched on pretty quickly and I had no problem. I think I oversupplied for a second <laughs> that they had to send me back home with two huge bags of my Aww. milk. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and I think after she was home, that's when I started to notice. I was like, wait, I'm not making as much milk as I used to. And I don't know if it was because I was like, okay, I got to make sure this is good like mm-hmm. this and that. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you have to stop yeah. and pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> men don't understand that. <laughs> I'm like, this is why I get cranky sometimes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, but I I think I breastfed up until six months for her, almost seven. And that's good. You know, her pediatrician was like, it's okay. Yeah. Like you did what you could. And I was like, I just wish I could have gone longer, but mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm just proud that she, yeah. you know. That was so good because it's hard to continue breastfeeding when your baby's there. But when you have a baby in the NICU, like yeah. you have to pump like all oh, the yeah. time to, oh, con- yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Continue that flow. Yep. So that's really good that you were able to still continue to breastfeed yeah. her even after she got out. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. I was just nervous about it too because I was like, okay, we have a routine. Like it was a set routine at the NICU, like mm-hmm. timing and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you come home and it's like, now it's your routine. Yes. Like, you know? So I was like, okay, I got to make sure everything's under control. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's good. That's really good that you had that under control. Cause yeah. I mean, I had to stop pumping because I could not. Yeah. Like, it's either pumping or breastfeeding. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, No, seriously. So. It's like one or the other. Yeah, it's one or the other. If now you're always attached to something and you're literally losing your mind. Yes, mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. Dom did it. So. <laughs> I don't know how I made it through. <laughs> she did it. And I'm like, bless your heart because I could not. Oh I was an God. oversupplier too, though, so they were like, "Don't pump, just breastfeed." Just breastfeed. And I was like, "Okay, yeah," because it would hurt. Yeah, it would hurt so bad. No, yeah, especially like in the mornings for me, I was like, "George, go get me the freaking pump thing <laughs> right now!" Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm leaking." <laughs> so when y'all left the NICU, but your daughter was still in there, did y'all have anything ready or? Oh yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> so that week that we had her, it was the weekend that we were supposed to have the baby shower. Mm-hmm. And I had like my registry ready and everything, right? So I I had to call my job or message my manager. And I was like, this is what's going on. And obviously all the girls at the salon found out. And I was so thankful because they all express shipped everything through Amazon. Like my bassinet, everything. You know, I didn't have anything prepared. Yeah. And I think whenever Eliana was in the NICU, I was able to kind of like, you know, fix everything and organize everything or get more things that I needed for her. So I was like, oh my God, I don't have anything anything like I did not have anything it was crazy and then I was like okay well I mean at least she's in the NICU and I can organize everything for her for when she's home yeah but that's what ended up happening yes (laughs) well 30 weeks I don't think I even had anything ready I kept pushing like preparing my hospital bag in hopes that Luca would come later I'd be like oh no he's fine we'll we'll do next week and then you honestly don't even use everything that you know you don't 
so yeah just it's not so don't, I don't recommend i know yeah. like i don't recommend, <laughs> I don't recommend. honestly <laughs> like it's okay I mean, all you need is a bassinet diapers yes. and like your bottles for yes. now and then you can get things get on the, the rest. way yeah. yeah it's funny because you get them all these toys mm-hmm. and you're like they're gonna play with them and luca didn't touch anything until like last week and he's a year old <laughs> like he's playing with toys that yeah. i got him as a baby yeah but he didn't understand the concept yeah. or like how to grab things exactly. so it's fine you don't yeah. have to no they're happy with anything no seriously that's why i was like <laughs> she didn't really even have toys either and then yeah. once she was home and started growing a little bit i was mm-hmm. like okay what do you really need yeah and even now i'm like okay what kind of toys do you need now <laughs> like what you know i'm not gonna just buy to buy yeah or even like clothes as much as i want to go crazy i'm like no but what do you really need yeah like what's gonna actually fit you yeah <laughs> you really just go with the flow yeah. when it comes to the baby mm-hmm. you really do and yeah everything runs different like mm-hmm. size wise oh, oh yeah yeah that's what i noticed i was like wait this doesn't look like a six month you know <laughs> and it was hard for her too because she's smaller mm-hmm. so she's eight months but she fits into six month clothing Aww. yeah <laughs> so i was like what fits and what doesn't <laughs> yeah that's why i didn't even bother buying anything really yeah. except no. like the little white mm-hmm. shirts and stuff i was like this is good enough for now yeah and then like everything else people gave me and I was just really thankful because of that too because I was like I don't even know what I need to buy her right now (laughs) yeah that's tough how was it when y'all both come home it was such an amazing feeling like I wake up that morning and the nurse called me and she's like guess what like she's coming home oh and so I you found bawled. out that day yeah the Aww. day and I was like oh my god and she was like you can come get her at whatever time like this is and this and I was like okay. okay and her dad was out of town unfortunately but my parents came with me and I was like this is the real deal <laughs> like, <laughs> like it didn't even feel real just because I had her in mm-hmm. the NICU for like two months it just felt different because it's like I'm just by myself at mm-hmm. home or like I was with yeah. George you know and we're just like okay like we have a baby but it was hard to make it feel real when she wasn't there yet yeah, you know yeah. and then once she came home I was like okay yeah this is the real deal and I was like okay um mom like what, what do I do <laughs> like she's just chilling in there you know and I think she got used to like the noises in the NICU because they're loud you know and so I was like okay I'm really nervous you know but she did an amazing job my mom stayed with me for two weeks to help us and she's just an easy baby and I was yeah. like that's the least thing that God could have done to me, like yes. for me because I was like two months in the NICU and have a hard baby like oh, oh my god that would have been terrible <laughs> but she's a really good girl and it was a great feeling I feel like we just got into routine like immediately that's good and my mom was just there like she wasn't even helping she was just kind of like I'm here if you need just me. in case mm-hmm. yeah she was like helping me clean yeah <laughs> more than like helping me with it she's like I'm just here if you need anything I can you know take her we can take turns like feeding her mm-hmm. like bottle whatever mm-hmm. and I was like no 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 it's okay I got it and like I literally just did it all by myself and That's I was good. just so proud of myself and I was like mom I can't believe I'm doing this right yeah. now like she's like I mean that's that's what I'm here for to like just be here if you need me you know <laughs> your instinct just clear yeah it's kind of crazy yeah and they're sleeping because I hear that NICU babies sleep really well one because of the noise and two they basically sleep train them in there yeah right yeah it almost pretty much <laughs> she can sleep through anything it's kind of crazy wow. so in the beginning because typically you're like okay well if they sleep through the night they sleep through the night like mm-hmm. okay cool mm-hmm. you know and she was already sleeping through the night but her pediatrician was like you need to wake, wake her, her up mm-hmm. every three hours because she 
needs to gain more weight because she needed to be at a certain mm-hmm. weight that she wanted. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, darn, <laughs> you know? Sure? Yeah, I'm like, she's doing so good. <laughs> but even then, like, now she will wake up still and it's just normal, yeah. you know, for them to mm-hmm. do that. She's just kind of like, feed me, change me, okay, bye, like, back to sleep, like, no tantrum. I know a lot of moms talk about sleep regression, and I'm like, I haven't witnessed that. I don't know what that is. That's good. That is good. (laughs) I'm like, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, she's just chilling, and I take her everywhere that I can. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, not a night out, you know, like, you know, but it's like, anywhere. She's so alert. She's just observant. I go on my walks, like, two, three times a week and she's just looking at the trees like I think it's so important to do that Mm -hmm. with babies to like start you know like okay yeah she was like two weeks and I was like mom can I can we like go out to dinner and she was like okay let's go and my parents took me to dirty six like in the stroller when I was a baby so I was like okay this is fine this is fine and it's just like because I'm just like I'm ready like let's go you know yes and I think just also doing that helped me feel comfortable with like taking her out if George isn't with mm-hmm. me because I'm like okay cool like I got it like mm-hmm. I got everything handled and I she sleeps through it all like that's awesome I'm you like, have a God. really good baby <laughs> for real <laughs> I don't think Oakley slept through the night until he was like a year I don't think really? Lucas slept through one night <laughs> yet no for real <laughs> But he doesn't, like, fuss or anything, which is a good thing. He just, like, wakes up and wants to know I'm there type of thing. And then he's like, okay, I can go back to sleep. Yeah, he's, like, (laughs) just making sure. Yeah, Yeah. just making sure. That's good, though. Do you have her on a schedule or do you just kind of go? Kind of. Like, not a strict one? Yeah, not a strict one. Like, I guess, how do I say this? Like, her bedtime, I think she's kind of made her own schedule in a way, but I've also, like, what's the word? Implemented? Mm-hmm. So I think with her being in the NICU, she already had a schedule, so she was kind of already used to that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like she kind of switched it to, like, a later time. And now she's going to bed a little bit more earlier. So pretty much now, like, bedtime is strictly, like, seven-ish, mm-hmm. sometimes eight, maybe nine. Depends. Depends yeah. on her little mood, you know? <laughs> yes. But that is the latest. I don't put her to bed, like, at 10, 11, like no I just feel like that just messes it up for her and it's not good but yeah she's just kind of go with the flow her naps and everything I don't really worry too much about nap time just because she will nap if I take her out like I'm not worried like if I'm going out to eat with some girlfriends or something she'll take her nap 30 minute nap there and I'm like okay (laughs) great (laughs) great you know but yeah it's pretty you know and then every other day like her baths and everything and she just kind of knows when it's time to like simmer down Mm -hmm. like after I give her her bath I put her in the living room and I'm like here's your baba I run to the room and I'm like hatch sound on lights dim down <laughs> and then we're like we're set and then we take her back in there and then she's good to go yeah that's good I feel like babies should be able to sleep wherever mm-hmm. because if not it's a little stressful it is stressful yeah. and then like oh my baby can't sleep unless they're in her yeah. crib like no yeah no no you wouldn't be able to go anywhere no, no. <laughs> yeah no and I think it's a good thing to take them out and just yes. kind of get them used to like the sound the mm-hmm. environment just everything like it's okay like you know no that's good because a lot of babies they become very like Mm antisocial, and you need to take them out in order for them to like recognize noises and everything and people and they're not afraid exactly of everything or they hit the car 
Like, yes. I know some babies that just hate the car. Yes. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Because they're just at home all the time. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, all right, girl, let's go on our walk. <laughs> yeah. We're leaving. <laughs> yeah. I know Nathan will sometimes be like, do you think Luca gets tired of you taking him out every day? And I'm like, no, I think he's used to it. I but- know. <laughs> but my mom's like, oh, no, here we go. The three of us now going out and about. And I'm like yep <laughs> yeah i don't think they get tired they get used to your schedule yeah so if that's your schedule they'll and you know now that it. you say that the way that i see it is your baby enters your world mm-hmm. you don't enter your baby's world yeah so it's just kind of like you want to go to dinner you can take your baby like it's okay mm-hmm. to like break the schedule sometime like for fourth of july i was like i really want to see the firework my mom was like do you think she's gonna be good i was like yeah. i feel like she's gonna be fine like we got her some like little headphones and stuff right i'm like just in case she felt asleep and then the fireworks started happening and she woke up and she was like eyes wide open really she enjoyed it she didn't cry and i was like amazing we didn't even put the headphones on her and i was just like natalie you literally got your best friend (laughs) like you literally Literally. have a mini you (laughs) because luca could never really yeah i know the only thing is like she looks like her dad right now oh but she's so cute she's precious (laughs) who did you talk to during that time did you have any friends that you talked through about motherhood or your While mom she was in the NICU just or like just like in general throughout your like motherhood yes and no I think as a mom it's okay to like be there for a mom but don't put your two cents unless someone asks yes. you mm-hmm. yes because we all take care of our kids differently mm-hmm. I never read anything. I never researched anything. I never asked my mom for anything unless I was like, hey, like just like little things. I talked to one of my best friends or two of my best friends for sure. But I I don't know. I was like, I'm not really going through it to a point where I'm like, shoot, I need to talk to someone. You know, I think that's where I incorporate. Okay, what do I like to do? Mm hmm like to work out or mm-hmm. go running and I was like I'm gonna figure out how to put this stroller in the gym and I don't care what people say <laughs> you know like and I take her running with me and stuff like that and sometimes I would tell my mom I'm like ugh, like because it's hard for people to understand when you're a mom and how your life changes mm-hmm. yeah you can't just drop everything and be like yeah sure meet you meet you out for for shots or for drinks like no you can't like and I think that was like one of the most like frustrating moments for me because I'm like people think I can just go do things nowadays Mm -hmm. and I just can't like my daughter comes first like Mm -hmm. yeah I I do want to go out and do things sometimes without my daughter but like I just think it was just overwhelming for me yeah and I I was just kind of like instead of like talking to people I was like I think I'm just gonna step back yeah okay you know Mm -hmm. because I'm like we're not on the same no headspace level of that and instead of like I didn't feel understood I almost felt like I was like being lame but I'm like okay first of all my daughter was in the NICU for two months (laughs) yeah I'm trying to get a schedule like she just came home like I can't just like you know and after like three months and I was like okay now I feel ready to like go do whatever I want to do yeah even if I have to bring her you know yeah and I feel like even before you become a parent like no one's gonna know that until that person is a parent or in their shoes they're not gonna understand no i agree and then your experience was very different from even me and dom's you know what i mean like we wouldn't understand what you felt or how you felt so you being like i'm gonna just do it my way yeah i think that's really good yeah because it's like yeah people did try to put in their two cents and i was Mm -hmm. like okay no (laughs) like it was just very different like Mm -hmm. it was just a very traumatic thing and all i wanted was just support and 
in mm-hmm. a way of like, I'm here for you if you need to talk. I didn't want like the, oh, just wait till this happens. Or, oh, what are you going to do when this, like, just like, let it be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it be. I feel like that's how motherhood has to be. Like, I didn't read anything either no, because yeah. I was like, everyone kept telling me your baby's different, your baby's different. Exactly. Every baby's different. Exactly. And so if I read something, I felt like if Luca didn't meet that milestone or if, I didn't do this a certain way, then I was failing yeah. as a mom. Yeah. And, and it freaks so, you out. Yeah. Yes. You overthink yeah. it. Yeah. You do. You overthink everything because mm-hmm. your kids come first. Yeah. But that's good that you were able to do that. I don't think I would be able to do that. I needed someone to talk to. Yeah. Or to try to relate to. Yeah. I just, so you're I, strong it for was that. really hard to even relate to anyone because yes. no one went through the same. Yeah. Because it's like, I think about it and I'm like, ugh. Like, as crazy as this sounds, I wanted to feel the contractions. I wanted Mm -hmm. to feel the pain. Like, I know people are like, wait, what? Like, why would you even like, no, like, I would have wanted to experience, I wanted to experience like my water breaking, like everything, like, let's freaking go to the hospital and like all of that stuff. I didn't get to experience that. And I think I did tell my mom and I told George, I was like, a part of me, like, ugh, I'm like sad because I wish I could have gotten like more pregnancy pictures or done Mm -hmm. like a little photo shoot or something like I didn't get to do that Mm -hmm. and I only have what I took on my phone you know so now that she's here I'm like George I don't care like we're we're taking pictures (laughs) (laughs) like you know stuff like that so it's just like it's all in my memory now Mm -hmm. and so it's just like it's tough that's why I was like you know what I just I felt like sometimes I wasn't getting the support I was just people were just kind of asking me hey do you want to go out for drinks or like and I'm like I'm in the NICU yeah like no no not the time I just and the only thing I wanted I just wanted George and my parents Mm -hmm. and that's all that mattered to me in that moment until she like came home Mm -hmm. I was like okay maybe but even then I was like it's gonna take me a minute you're gonna have to push yourself to get mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the one thing is like I said I just did not I refused to go through like postpartum depression I was like I have to kept yourself busy yep that's good oh yeah so that's a good tip keep yourself busy (laughs) (laughs) cry it out cry it out and go home to brunch (laughs) wipe them tears So with you saying that, do you want more children? I do. You do? I do. At least maybe two more. Okay. Just because I'm the only child. Oh, Oh, you are? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's true. Yeah. So you know what it's like to not have any siblings. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I do want two more. Me and George want two more. But the thing with that I do have to wait two years which it's ideal for me anyway Mm -hmm. because I was like I don't want to have back to back you (laughs) know like a little break I would have to wait two years just because of the preeclampsia and my OB had said they would be able to kind of like attack it faster or make my pregnancy actually last a little longer Mm -hmm. than 30 weeks is it potential for the next baby to be in the NICU maybe but maybe not as long because you're prepared you'll be more prepared yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so there's ways to go about it for it not to go to the extent of what it did with eliana yeah Mm -hmm. that's good would you have to have a c-section again or do you i don't know i'm not sure i mean if it's possible to do natural i totally would take that but i guess when that time comes you'll know i'll just know (laughs) that's really good i also wanted to ask with boyfriend fiance what do you want me to call him baby daddy (laughs) that's the way we can call it's just it's weird because we're not engaged Mm -hmm. we obviously want to get married but he just doesn't feel like a boyfriend no i mean you you know know eliana with like he feels like he feels like a husband like i feel like i'm married to him already yeah that's good that's really good i'm just like whatever (laughs) 
<laughs> so did your relationship grow stronger with your baby daddy? Yeah. I hate saying that. Baby no. daddy. We'll, say, we'll just say George. We'll yeah. call him George. Because yeah, we'll <laughs> it's, like, it's like sounding like my psyche. <laughs> like we're not together, but we're together. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. You said that he's like my husband. And I'm like, baby daddy? I'm like, no, that doesn't I sound guess, right. And the reason I call him baby daddy is just kind of like a little like fun thing. Dude, I don't want to call Nathan baby daddy. I call him baby daddy though. <laughs> My phone is baby daddy. He's just like, why do you have me under that? And I'm yeah. like, because you're you are. <laughs> so did your relationship with George get stronger with Ileana? You? Um, I feel like it did. We had obviously like our ups and downs because mm-hmm. it was like a lot, you know. But I think when she was born, well, when that whole thing happened, how it all went down, like when the doctor said, we're having the baby and we're having the baby now. I was like, my heart dropped, mm-hmm. you know. And George just immediately like acted on it and obviously like I said I didn't get to process everything right then and there until like a day after just seeing him just being on it you Mm -hmm. know calling my parents making sure I'm good helping me like once we got home and everything like obviously like when you have a c-section like yeah it you're sore <laughs> you're like this is just a weird situation mm-hmm. you know you can't really move around and stuff and he just helped me out and just made sure I was good like are you okay and then once Eliana was home like I thought he was just as sweet as he would like let me sleep in he was like here like I'll take her to the front and you that's know you so you good. sleep in like I got her like you know don't worry about it because I'm the type of person that's like I have to do everything mm-hmm. I have to do everything like and he's like no you don't like just relax and I think it showed so much as a man that he is and as he is as a father to our daughter. And I was like, I just fall in love even more. Like yes. this is, you know, it, it's crazy. It changes. Not that you didn't love them yeah. before babies, but it just changes like your whole perspective. And you're like, wow, like this just shows a lot, mm-hmm. you know, that's like your partner. Mm-hmm. That is your person. Yeah. When you have children with someone, you're like, oh my God, you're my person. Yeah. That's amazing that he went into dad mode so... Immediately. Yeah. Because I didn't know how he was going to act. I was like, are you going to freak out and be like, oh my God, like, what do I do? He said, (laughs) no. He like went into dad mode immediately. And I was like, wow. And not only dad mode, but like your caretaker too. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Like, and he's just, he's an amazing guy. Dad, partner, just everything. Very blessed. Yeah. Good for you. You got a good man and a good baby. (laughs) (laughs) yeah are you a working mom are you a stay-at-home mom so I am like a stay-at-home mom slash kind of working mom Mm -hmm. during the week I am at home with Eliana and then during the weekends I have my weddings or I am in the salon doing clients so I chose to do it that way too because I was like I'm probably gonna go crazy if I just stay at home you know (laughs) and not socialize but I think it's nice to do that because it kind of just gets me out of like my routine a little mm-hmm. bit and I like get to socialize with my coworkers and my clients and I think the fun part with weddings is like going to the venues you're like oh my god this is so pretty mm-hmm. like you know you get to see everything and then the drive sometimes like depending on where they're at like I enjoy that because I'm like cool like I wake up I'm glammed up hair done everything and I get to like do my makeup and stuff like that because when you're at home you're like okay well where, what do I do like I'm not just gonna do my makeup for fun Mm -hmm. you know but when I go to work like that's the time I take to like glam up and look the part and I go to work get my Starbucks jam out to my music in the car and I find that very like 
fun. So I'm like, I look forward to it. And then it's just like, you know, but that's kind of what my schedule life looks like right now. And I kind of like it. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) And it's good to have an identity out of being a mom, I think. Yeah. It's really important. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's tough. Like, you can lose yourself. Definitely. Just like I've said, like, cry it out and just remember who you are. Like, I think in the beginning, what's the word? Kind of just like you remember your old life. Yeah. Yes. And and I'm just, yeah. I was like mourning my old life for a second, but not in a sense of like, oh my God, like I don't like my new life. No, I love it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, wow, I literally was doing X, Y, and Z like two years ago. Mm -hmm. Like I was going crazy. Not in a bad way. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I live my best life. I'll say that. And now I'm like a mom. You're a mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I'm a mom and I'm like, wow. And just like, it's crazy. I think we all go through that though. I definitely did Mm -hmm. miss my old self. I was like, wow. Getting up and going. Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. I think that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. because it's like back in the day you're just like cool hanging out with whoever great see you there be there in like 15 now you're like okay gotta pack the diaper bag gotta mm-hmm. do this gotta do that like I have to like maybe get ready like three hours in advance before I go do something <laughs> oh, yeah. to make sure we are all good mm-hmm. make sure I'm good she's good my dog's good <laughs> like everybody you know if George isn't here and now if George is here that's a different situation I'm like okay you get pa- the diaper bag yeah. <laughs> start packing things up (laughs) and do you have any advice for any moms that might have a baby in the NICU my best advice is like yes let yourself feel what you need to feel it's Mm -hmm. not easy I know some moms have had their babies in the NICU for like a week and I'm not here to be like oh well I had my baby there for two months no Mm -hmm. it's a lot but like definitely just being in the NICU hearing all the things you know I'm like oh wow but I think the best advice I could say is just like take it day by day let yourself feel the emotions it's gonna be okay never lose hope try to make it as like homey as possible you know like bringing in books reading to them lullabies blankets everything you know you have to try to make it the best that you can it is tiring having to go to the NICU because you're not in your space you know Mm -hmm. but you just have to try your best to make it comfortable for now and just know that that baby like they know that you're there every single day and they're gonna appreciate that I'm getting emotional (laughs) it was just like yeah it's it's a hard time you know but you'll get through it that's for sure so our last episode was about solids have you started that with so she isn't like I said so she's eight months technically six she's now doing like purees Mm -hmm. we just started like in july yeah kind of like july she's doing pretty good so far she's kind of like interested because like you know when babies start like looking at you and you're eating and so i was like huh (laughs) and i was like i think she's almost ready for like you know and i had to message her pediatrician i was like hey like you know and they had told me maybe like july would be a good time to start so right now she's doing purees and she's liking them so far so she's doing pretty good that's good it's just like i'm like it's stressful it's a stressful time yeah because i'm like do you like it do you not like it because she likes a sweet potato one that's for sure but i was like and you know sometimes i'm like okay well let me taste it you know so she could be like you know yeah (laughs) yummy and then she like laughs at me and then she's kind of like opening her mouth and i'm like 
Here you Yay. go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but everything's going good with that for That's sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Natalie, for coming and sharing your story with us. Yeah. I really loved it. Me too. Definitely yeah. loved hearing a NICU experience since we've never experienced that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely different and tough. For sure. But you got through it. Yeah. And you look great. And you <laughs> sound you. great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.